Yo, yo, yo. Episode number 87 of the It's Just a Game podcast. I am your host, Chris Pill, coming at you with yet another episode where we're going to talk sports because that's what we do here. I got another guest on, and this time it wasn't a fan of the team that we played for two reasons. One, that Eagles-Dallas game gave me a major headache, and I can't relive it. Two, we don't really talk to the Cowboys fans around here, so, you know. So I got my guy left-handed from the, hope I get this right, at the Further Review 2.0, a.k.a. the Sideline Pass Podcast. Yeah, that was a lot to say. So we're going to we're gonna get right into that. We talk about a lot of things. I have a couple of things to get off my chest, like cornerbacks. Do we put a lot of pressure on cornerbacks in the NFL? I think so. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about bad play calling. What is bad play calling to you? What does that mean to people? And I want to ask if... If running the ball in the NFL is overrated, it's not what you think. So listen on the other side, and we're going to talk about all of that and a lot more. So let's get right to it. It's just a game, bro. It's just a what? It's just a game, bro. It's just a game, bro. All right, so welcome to yet another episode of the It's Just a Game podcast. I am your host, Chris Peel, coming back at you with another guest. I got left-handed from the After Further Review 2.0 Sideline Pass podcast. A long name, I know, but it's very unique, and you have to remember it. So introduce yourself, bro. Peace. What's going on, man? This is left-handed. Um, after further review, two aka the sideline pass. I know it's a it's a mouthful, man, but um, <laughs> it's a it's a dope show, man, and it's worth that because definitely um, we talk a lot of sports and we talk a lot of current events and and, and culture on the show. Um, it goes down on Wednesday nights, okay, from eight to ten p.m. Um, Eastern Standard Time. Um, it's a call-in show, so you could definitely get your opinion heard. And we talk about sports from a different perspective, man. So we have fun doing it. So, um, yeah, man, and, and it's good to just, you know, branch out a little bit, man. And I appreciate my man Chris for letting me come get down on his show, man. Let's have some fun, man. Let's get busy. Yeah, let's get to it, man. Um, so I just want to hear about your show a little more. So was it you and other hosts or how many people oh, were doing the show? Oh, nah, it's just me, my guy. It's just oh, me. You? I hold it down, man. Um, listen, um, make a long story shorter. Um, I've been a sports fan since I was a little kid, man. And, um, <clears throat> you know, being at the at my grandfather's side and my pop's side, you know, um, you know, either they're watching the Knicks or they're watching, you know, the Giants or the Jets who were really garbage at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because I go back. I go back to, like, the early, early 70s, man. So I'm an I'm old head, you yeah. know what I mean? Um, but I love sports. Um, so, yeah, man, I've been doing it you know, all through school. Um, you know, up until now. So now, you know, with the technology, I can, you know, my voice can get heard by, you know, um, a, a lot more people. I do right. my thing. And, um, you know, I get a lot of props to what I do, man. I don't really go with the analytical stuff that's kind of new now. I just go from a basic perspective and what I see and yeah. what I feel. And um, <clears throat> eight, eight and a half times out of 10, I'm usually on point. Right. Um, I'm, a, I'm a big Yankee fan. Very, very big Yankee fan. Um, um, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And, and every time when I say that, Chris, when they ask me who my team is, yeah, because um, they'll always assume that I'm a Giants or Jets or yeah, even the Eagles I or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> right? Um, I say Tampa Bay. They and then they get they look at me, Chris. They give me the eyebrows, son. Like, you know what I mean? Like I just jumped on the bandwagon. So right, they right. just look at me like, you know what I mean? <laughs> and I'd be like, nah, yo, I go back. 
or how far you go back. I go back to, you know, John McKay and, and Jimmy Giles and, 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 and Leroy and Dewey Selman, you know what I mean? And Ricky oh, Bell. And I go back when, you know, Bo Jackson said he was not going to play for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I go back to that. Um, so, and again, sports is my thing, my dude. So I remember a lot and a lot of people say that, you know, um, they, they, they talk about things to be safe, Chris, if you know what I mean, they stay in the lane. Chris, my show covers everything. I talk about horse racing. I talk about golf because at the end of the day, my philosophy real quick, man, I'm not going to hold you on this. My philosophy on especially sports. Um, you know, if you're doing a sports show, Chris. Somebody might call in to ask about, you know, what's your thoughts on the Kentucky Derby? True. What's your thoughts on the World Cup? Right, right. What's your thoughts on the Masters? What's your thoughts on the U.S. Open in tennis? Uh Uh-huh. You know what I mean? So you don't have to, you know, know, what's your thoughts on the Flyers and their goaltending situation? You know what I mean? So you have to be well-versed, man. And a lot of these cats get caught slipping because they feel like if – you know, you're not talking about basketball. It's not worth it. No, it's sports. Yeah, true. Basketball is just a sport. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. So I do I do enjoy right. looking at other podcasts, and I love when I see them talking about, I don't know, like soccer or they're mm-hmm. talking about, even if it's like boxing or right, even right, if it's pro right. wrestling. Like just, I, I do love to see like other types of podcasts. Yeah. You know? Absolutely, absolutely. Even you know what I mean? Because again, at the end of the day, man, I, you know, again, as a sports, as a sports head, I like to be well versed. And, right. and, and and you could talk the history of it. You know, you really can't do that with these new cats. And, and, and But it's all good, though. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, again, at the end of the day, to be able to know that and to and it's kind of like, you know, just, you know, go for memory, Chris, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. Okay, you could watch, you know, Sugar Ray Leonard in the Olympics in 76 on the boxing team do his thing. You could watch that on YouTube all day long. Right. But if you don't remember the vibe of being yeah. up late at night, yeah. Trying to stay up here at Howard Cosell, yeah, you know what I mean, the on the black and white TV with yeah, Sugar right, Ray right. Leonard and Leon the Sphinx brothers <laughs> and, 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 and Howard Davis. You know, come on now. That's where I'm at with it. You yeah, know, I could I, talk to I could talk sports with people, somebody that's eight years old, 80 years old. Because yeah. I have a I have a real healthy respect for what came before me. And I think that's what's lacking today. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, I think this generation now is such a microwave society. Mm. It's all about it's all about the highlights or like mm-hmm. so I feel like you can't really enjoy um let's say you're a kid now you say, Oh, I'm a big fan of Michael Jordan. Okay, I can watch his highlights, but I can't really get the sense of what it was like being back in the Jordan era. Right. Like I can't get the sense of what it was like back in, you know, the Dr. J era, right. but my grandpa can, my dad can, right. they can, but I can watch the highlights all day, but that doesn't. Right. That's right, Chris. That's absolutely right. My guy, again, you, you talk about, you know, an era like that, you know, the, I, listen, I could take it back to, you know, the, the night when Jordan and, and North Carolina played Georgetown uh, in the finals. Yeah. Okay. Um, I could take it back to when, you know, Villanova beat Georgetown and they only missed six shots the whole game. Ooh. That was on yeah. April, April the 1st, 1985. Google it. Mm-hmm. And I remember that. And I'm gonna tell you a quick story, real quick story, man. I'm gonna have some fun tonight, man. I appreciate you. Listen, that night, I remember that night, right? I, it was April Fools. Georgetown was killing. Georgetown was killing it because you can't even imagine how how big Georgetown was at this time, right? Yeah, yeah. Villanova 
okay, out of the Big East, because the first, you know, with, I'm a Syracuse dude, so it's Big East, Syracuse, St. John's, Villanova, Boston College, Georgetown, but Georgetown was the big dog. Yeah. I'm like, were. you know what? I'm like, it's April Fool's. You know what would be bugged out? And this is, I, I, I'm talking exactly in the vernacular that I was using back then. You know what would be bugged out if Villanova beat them? And Villanova was, yo, Villanova put the beats on Georgetown. They only missed six shots the whole game. Then come to find out the McLean brothers, you know, they was high on cocaine, whatever the case may be, whatever, whatever. But it was what it was. Yeah. You know what I mean? But that vibe <laughs> and that feeling, like, you know, um, to, to, to be on the train and, and hearing that Len Bias passed away the, 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 the night after, the day after the draft. You know what yeah, I mean? That, I mean, come on, yo. It's, it's so much conversation that we could have, man. So, again, that's why, you know, I feel like, you know, having a passion for this thing, man, is something that you have to have if you're going to talk about sports. You can't get caught out there, and, you know, because we talk about this in the barbershops, Chris. I know you do. You know, yeah, with the yeah, man's yeah. in them. You know what yeah. I mean? And, and, and the conversation sometimes gets heated because you're defending your team or you pop, you know, you pop <laughs> your collar because your team is winning or whatever. But again, exactly. at the end of the day, you have to know about your team, Chris, and you know you have to know about the teams that you play. That's why it's important for sports heads to know about sports, basically. I agree. So that actually brings me to a good point mm-hmm. because so I'm a diehard Eagles fan, okay. but my, my biggest issue with Eagles fans is I feel like they only watch Eagles games. So they don't understand. They don't watch the whole league. So they don't really know the team that they're playing. And they sit, they sit there and say, Oh, we should beat this team. But I'm like, okay, they have an all pro quarterback over there. So if you would know that if you did any type of research, right. you know, so I, I just feel like a lot of Eagles fans, or it might be a lot of fans. And I, I definitely do want to talk to you about, what I've noticed about NFL fans, but we'll get to that. So okay. I did want to so tell you grew up in New York. Yes. You live in New I'm York. In New York, yes, sir. Okay. So what made you become a Buccaneers fan? Like, okay. Yeah. Yo, I'll tell you, I'm gonna have fun with you, man. You asking the right questions. Uh listen, um <laughs> I'm <laughs> where do I start to say? Okay, I'm 10 years old, right? 1976. Okay. I just came off watching the Yankees get swept by Cincinnati in the World Series. So I'm um, I'm 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 really really upset. Um, I can't mess with the Jets; they stink. I can't mess with the Giants; they really stink. And you know, back in those days, Buffalo was a foreign entity, so we really you know we knew about OJ, but that was it. Um, expansions coming to the NFL. I'm gonna start fresh, Chris. Ten years old. I'm gonna start. I'm not gonna be a Steelers fan, the Raiders, Cowboys, none of that. You know what I mean? I flipped mm-hmm. the coin. True story. I flipped the coin. It was out of the Seahawks and Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Seahawks was heads, Tampa Bay was tails. Uh-huh. I flipped the coin. It came up tails. I've been a Buccaneers fan ever since. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. That, that's really good because those uniforms are really crazy. Those orange, like cream. The cream circle joints are the, the, the classic uniforms, man. They should go yeah. back to them. If they went back to them, everybody on the block would have one. Everybody. Yeah, no, for real. But um, I suffered through 0-26, Chris. I used to get in fights in school about my team. They used to laugh at me. Yeah, you're never gonna win a game. Ha ha ha! Your team stinks. When you're never gonna win, your team is garbage. Blah 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 blah. Yeah, all of that. Uh huh. You know. So mm-hmm. I do want to. I do want to tell you about my my worst memory as an Eagles fan. Okay. Us shutting down the vet. Yes. yes, yes. <laughs> so. I tell people this all the time. I mean, even if you don't believe, I mean, I had my guy Howie, I had Howie on it, or I was on his podcast, one or the other. 
and I told him like my biggest loss, and I've I've still with this forever. Like through all of the disappointing losses that we've had as Eagles fans or Sixers fans or whatever, my biggest disappointment was that loss because first of all, we had beaten you guys in the playoffs two years prior to that, two years in a row. You guys had never ever won a game. And I think minus yeah, thirty-two yeah, weather yeah, or something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, they kept talking and about that too. I remember yeah, that. I remember we that. were clearly we were clearly the best team in the and at least the NFC that year. And it was our last game in the vet. So I'm like, what better way to go out than to beat this team that we've already beaten like three, four times in a row? So that loss really like got to me. And it took me a while to get over that loss until the next year. And even we lost to Carolina the very next year in the championship mm-hmm. game, but it did not hurt as much as the Tampa Bay loss. That's like literally the worst loss I've ever experienced as an Eagles fan. So. Shout out to shout out to Rondé Barber. I mean, you know, um, as a as a as a Buccaneers fan, you know, I, I've taken a lot, suffered a lot, you know, and again, it's some stuff that you know some you know casual NFL fans might not even know about the Buccaneers would add insult to injury, like the Bo Jackson thing. You know, a lot of people, you know, I tell them about the Bojack, look at me like I'm crazy. I'm like, nah, look it up. You know what I mean? Um, we, we were trying to get our hands on Bo Jackson and Bo Jackson, you know, coming out of Auburn. Um, oh, yeah. he, he told us flat out he wasn't effing with us. <laughs> yeah, like that. So I feel like, you know, um, to have something in our, in, in our, in our belt would say that we shut down the vet. Um, when, I, when I talk to Eagles fans, that's the first thing I throw in their face. Yeah, that's, that's the. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's the. That's the first thing I throw in their face. Um. So go ahead. The worst thing. The the thing that made it uh-huh. worse is you guys opened up Lincoln Financial Field the very next yeah. year and then beat us yep. again. So the debt. Yep. Yeah. So. so I mean, you know, I mean, again, as far as the, you know, the Eagles and Philadelphia sports, man. I mean, you know, we could have a conversation about that. I mean, again, I I, I watch and keep up. <clears throat> so I'm I'm versed on what's going on with the Eagles and the Sixers and the Phillies and, 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 and the Flyers and all that. So um, when you talk about your Eagles, man, I, I, I think that and, and as an Eagle fan, you could, you could, you know, tell me if I'm, uh, if I'm on the right track, this is just going, this is part for the course for the Eagles going back to the Cunninghams and, and, you know, you had the Michael Vicks, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and, yeah. and you got, you know, the Eagles are try to, you know, the Chip Kelly's got rid of all the brothers and, you know, try to you know have the team in his image, and that didn't work. And now, you know, we, we it's back to a situation where you had Carson Wentz. You, you know, you he was the guy that was going to take y'all back to glory, right? Yeah. Um, unfortunately, he had got hurt. Um, you know how that story ended. Nick Foles ended up getting y'all the Super Bowl. All right, cool. Um, the next year, um, y'all go to the playoffs. Carson Wentz does his thing in the regular season. You go to the playoffs. And Jadavion Clowney puts that hit on him. I don't think that was a bad hit. That's just it was. A, it was a bad. Hit. I, 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 uh, he lunged this. He lunged this shoulder. Uh, shoulder uh, he was already uh, on the ground. He hit the quarterback. But we're not. We're not going to dwell on it. But if you think so, then that's fine. That's fine. Yeah. That's that, that's fine. But I yeah. didn't think that was a bad as as people were saying. Okay, cool. So now he's hurt again. All right. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, fast forward to twenty twenty. Wentz is hurt, or now he's kind of ineffective. Okay, yeah, now the, the, the team is kind of like not really feeling him. Okay, and I think that um, Jalen Hurts comes in; he provides a spark. Okay, I go back to draft night when y'all drafted Jalen Hurts. I was like, the Eagles did the right thing. 
Why did they draft Jalen Hurts? We don't need – yes, you do. You needed Jalen Hurts. And I'm glad you got Jalen Hurts. And I hope Jalen Hurts becomes the starting quarterback for the Eagles. And that's another story you can school me on. But I'm feeling like Carson Wentz kind of outlived his usefulness in Philly. I mean, Dan, you got a statue of Nick Foles outside the stadium. Yeah, I, I never thought that was a good idea either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was that was a, like it was a good it was a good gesture, but I can see if it was like a mural yeah. or something like that. Statue, my guy. How is yeah. how is Carson Wentz supposed to look at that and, and, and every day going into into the link and saying like, "Well, I'm the guy who is supposed to get you a ring." And he's looking at the statue of the guy that got them a ring. Right, right. And, and it's different yeah. for me, man. I, I don't know. How, how, what, what's your thoughts on it? It's interesting to get an Eagles fan's uh, perspective on it. You're talking about Foles versus Wentz? I'm just talking, talking about Wentz, Wentz, period. Wentz, you know, versus, you know, they try to make it to a Wentz versus uh, Jalen Hurts thing. What's your thoughts on that? Uh, so, I, so a lot of people were really upset that they drafted mm-hmm. Hurts. And they think, oh, you shouldn't have drafted a quarterback in the second round. Well, I'm okay. A lot of teams do that. I mean, uh, the Packers drafted Jordan Love in the first right. round, and he didn't regress. I don't think if if drafting another quarterback like really hurt him that much mentally, then he's not as mentally strong as I think mm-hmm. he is. And we don't need that kind of guy here. I think it was a good draft pick because, one, it was a second rounder. Two, he had really, really high upside. I mean, if it doesn't work out, okay, use a second round pick on him. But if it does work out, if you can get a future quarterback out of it, then so be it. But we were expecting to, you know, develop Jalen Hurts for him to sit for, you know, two, maybe three years. Yeah, and maybe nice. we can use him. Maybe we can use him as trade bait or mm. whatever. But I don't, I mean, look, I did not expect Jalen Hurts to be playing this year at all. I thought I put a post on Instagram mm-hmm. right before mm-hmm. the year. And I said, <laughs> I'm actually proud of it. I said, call him Monica Lewinsky because this year he's going to see the president. Mm. Because I thought, we were going to win the Super Bowl. We were going to go see the president. So I, I did a play on, you know, right. I, 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 so, but that's why I'm, I was really excited about him coming into the season. I'm like, okay, we got the Sean back. We got um, Alshon, like whatever, whatever. He's on his last legs. Like we got Ertz, we got Goddard, we got Sanders. Like we're good. We got Rager. We got all these guys. But then the season started and I'm just like, okay, this offensive line is going to be a problem all season. And it just never got better for Carson Wentz. I mean, he had like one one good half against Baltimore. He had a good quarter against Pittsburgh. He had an okay game against the Giants, but he he hasn't had a good mm-hmm. game all year mm-hmm. at all. So it's just and look, if Jalen Hurts has to be the starter next year, then so be it. And I wish Carson Wentz the best. I honestly, I, I was looking at other teams like, okay, what team could use Carson Wentz? I mean, maybe Bill Belichick can do something with him. Maybe he can go to Indianapolis and Frank Wright can revive his career like he did in 2017. So. I, I do wish him the best. I'm not going to be one of those guys that's oh we need to like whatever happens happens and I root for the I don't root for I don't root for players I root for the mm-hmm. team so so I don't whatever either whatever is best for the team that's what I want to happen. No doubt, no doubt. I I, I mean I, I get where you're coming from, man, and I think that you know when you know you look at it from a perspective of you know the guy on the field. Some people look at it from yeah. the contract perspective, like, yo, what you going to do with right. this guy? You know what I mean? Because you got all this money invested in him. Um, you know, some people look at it and say, well, you know, um, we could be better in other places if we didn't invest so much money in Carson Wentz. But yeah. some people are also saying, look, we got a ring. Carson Wentz be damned. You know what I mean? 
So some people just yeah. the ring is the most important thing, which you know for some people it is. But at the end of the day, you still got to play further on into the future. Now your question about where do you think you could see Carson? Well, I could see Carson Wentz doing a number of things, man. I could see Carson Wentz, you know, um, taking his talents maybe down to to, to Jacksonville somewhere. I could see Carson Wentz, um, like you said, being with you know Frank Wright. But uh, I mean, you know, because Philip Rivers did sign a one year deal, right? Yeah, yeah, thanks so I mean, you know, I, I mean, he has options. That's the good thing about yeah. it. The Indianapolis, like, they have a really yeah, good man. Give them a good young yeah. quarterback. They can do things. Yeah. I'm telling you right now. They I know. They, I, 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 I know it's hurting the Ursays deep down inside. I mean, that whole organization. I know it's hurting, it's hurting them. It got to be hurting them, Chris, that Andrew Luck retired on them. It got to be hurting them. Yeah, I know. Yeah, that, that they, they were, they were they set, set up. up. Like, they, they were, yeah. And the thing that sucks is when Andrew Luck was there, their offensive line wasn't right. good. Now they have a like, top five offensive line, and I mean he's not there to reap the benefits of it. That's the ironic thing about it. You know, so. whatever can whatever can go wrong will go wrong, man. But um, yeah, man. So what else did you want to get into, you and, and again, I appreciate you for letting me rock, man. Yeah, no problem. But um, there is one thing I, I want to say. So I follow pretty much every team on mm-hmm. Facebook. Like every single NFL team, NBA, I follow all the teams just so I can get into the minds of the fans, so I can see what the fans say about their teams. I want to see if they're just as idiotic <laughs> as the Eagles fans are. So, and one thing that I notice a lot is every single fan, every fan base, they complain about the play calling. So, I want okay. to ask you, what do you, what do you think, quote unquote, bad play calling really is? So, I think bad play calling is, um situations where you as a as, as a fan you know you would do the obvious and the, right. the ones that get paid to do the job do the something that's that's crazy out of the ordinary now for an example i give you to that would be jason garrett when you watch jason garrett and the moves that he made as a cowboys head coach and like calling plays and stuff like that it's like kind of idiotic you know what I mean? And, and, and that's the example that I would give. And as far as, you know, um, the, the, the Pete Carroll in the Super Bowl against the Patriots, the play calling, that's another see, example. The play call. See, that one I really didn't have a problem ah, with. Ah, come on now. Let's talk. Let's talk. All right, so look. They're at the one-yard line or the two-yard two yard line. line. They're stacking the box up. They're expecting them to run the ball. He throws they, – they do a nice little uh, – I think it was a rub route I think somebody ran. And I want to say if Ricardo Lockett. I can't remember who the receiver was on that play. But he threw it, and it seemed like a good decision at the time because, you know, you're throwing them off. You're going to catch them by surprise. It just happened that Malcolm Butler made a great play. And you know what? This is the NFL. Sometimes players make great plays. It happens. Oh, All right. How am I going to say this diplomatically? Um, you my man. I appreciate you again. I thank you for having me on the show. But I'm, I'm gonna talk to you like, like we're not even on the show. Like we just talking in the barbershop. Okay. Come on, bro. Okay. First of all, they had two. It was, it was, it was a second down. So you have, yeah, you had two downs down. left. Even if you, even, and I'm not even gonna get into the the part about who got you down there. The pass play, the beast mode. Beast mode. It was all set up for beast mode. It was all set up. It was second down. No, the play that got him down there was to catch the um. Huh? 
the play that got him down there was that catch the uh, – came at who the receiver was. It wasn't Golden Tate. It wasn't Baldwin. I forgot who the oh, receiver um, was. But oh man, you're killing me but, right now. But I know, I know what you're talking about. I know what you're talking about. Because it was like a, it was like bobbled up. So, so again, fell, going back to my point, it was second down. So if you run the ball, so what? That was third down. Okay. Okay. You know what I'm saying? That that that, and I, and I leave the rest up to our imagination. But I'm just saying, come on now, come on, Chris. I get what you're saying, and I get what everybody mm-hmm. thinks, but. So back to the point about the bad play calling. I feel like people only think it's bad when the play, play don't work. When it doesn't work, <laughs> so people all the time just think about how many times a team runs a fake field right, fake field right. when it doesn't work. It's like, why would you do that? It's right, worse than eight. Right. That's a terrible call. But if it works, everyone said, "What a bold call!" But that's right, the right, 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 right. Yeah, he, so had, yeah, he had a lot of cojones. If, right, 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 right. Yeah. So if it works, no one is sitting here saying. They're saying, oh, they're back-to-back Super Bowl mm-hmm. champions. What a great call. That's how you throw a team off. Because the Patriots had a pretty good defense. And they they could stop the run. And that's what they're expecting. Sometimes you have to do what they're not <sighs> expecting. You have to run some play action. You have to – you can't run the ball every single <sighs> play. Every it was second down. down, Chris. You know I, mean? I get that. But, I mean, I haven't seen that game since right. that day. So, if I went back and watched at least that last drive, I, maybe I could see – Exactly what down it was, and what the situation was, because I, yeah, I can't remember. I, 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 like immediately was... after that, I was like, "Why would you do that? You had two. You, you don't never leave downs on the field." That was my thing. Like I railed about that for like a month. Like, why would you leave that? You don't leave downs on the field. Run the ball. You don't yeah. get it. So what? Even if you take the sack, so what? Because you know just as well as I do, Chris, from that two yard line, that field shrinks. It gets narrow. The second down. So what if you lose a yard or two on the play? So now, you you know, you're back to the four-yard line. Now it's like, okay, what are you going to do? Now it's the guessing game. You know what I mean? Yeah. That, that's all I'm saying, Chris. Just give me one more down. If I got – you know you, you know it, Chris. You never leave down yeah, on the I field, mean, homie. You never... I can dig – it might have been one of these instances where he did mm-hmm. outsmart himself. Coaches mm-hmm. can do that. Coaches might mm-hmm. overthink – like coaches might overthink themselves and do like – why didn't you just keep it simple? And there is a lot of times where you say, like, you know what? Fourth and one, fourth and inches, just do a quarterback sneak. They know a quarterback right. sneak is coming, but you still right. do it anyway. I mean, back in the day, I mean, you're old enough. That's why I love talking to OGs because people can go back and remember. 1998, when the Broncos used to run the ball, people would know that they were running. They would still run it and get 10, 12 mm-hmm. yards a pop. So it, it mm-hmm. just didn't matter. So I, I kind of get what you're saying, but I'm, I'm – I don't know. Maybe I just think differently. No, I, it's not wrong with that. Because even when you talk about, you know, back in the day, you know, you talk about the the Peytons of the world, those guys that would go over the yeah. top. You know what I mean? Right. So if you had a quarterback that, you know, had a little bit of mobility about him, you know, and, and, and once, you know, if you had a, some semblance of a play-action game, you don't know what was coming. If I'm going to play-action it to Walter, right. let him go over the top. Or if you got a quarterback like Vince Evans who could, you know, run that play-action you, you, your, your linebackers come in and, and, and cover over the top. Vince Evans just takes the ball and walks it in. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And another another reason mm-hmm. I'll say that it's Russell Wilson. I mean, why not put – like, would you say Russell Wilson was a better, better player than Marshawn Lynch at that time? <sighs> I would say that Russell Wilson was coming into his own. I wouldn't say he was a better player than Marshawn Lynch because I don't think a lot – you know, I think um, Marshawn Lynch is, you know, one of a kind, dude. I mean, you know, it, it, yeah. I, I think it transcends football, but beast mode for me. It's, it's outside of football, yeah, but right. beast mode. But I think that 
when you you know um he should have another ring each of those guys should have another ring and this is something i say chris about that whole situation and um i say that the 30 for 30 on that seahawks super bowl right there is going to be crazy i can't yeah. wait for that 30 for 30 it's good and you know it's right. coming <laughs> that 30 yeah, for 30 for is going to sure. be bananas he's going to talk yeah, he's going to talk his ish because you are chris mm -hmm. come on now come on cousin you already know the whole setup to that thing was Beast Mode doing what? I'm only here Retired. so I don't give. So I don't oh, give yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm only here so I don't give. I'm only here so I don't uh -huh. give. So you already know, Chris. That was and, he was stuff, having, and he was having a, 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 a hell of a Super Bowl. If Beast Mode gets the MVP, is this is Roger Goodell going to give Beast Mode the like word? That would have been worse than Al Davis I, and Pete Rozelle. Right. I will say I have heard I right, I have heard that theory that they didn't want him to win get the game win a touchdown and win MVP. So I I don't know who I heard that from, right. but I have heard that from uh, at least a person or right. maybe a couple of people. But so I mean it may be some truth to that, but I still I'm not gonna kill nah. Pete Carroll or whoever was calling plays at the time for doing that play when it's like I still uh -huh. think it was a good okay. play. If it worked, I mean, you know, like again, like you said, some people are going to agree with you, some people are not. So you're one of those that agree. If that that was a, if, would you have called that play? See, um, that's, that, that's the thing. You know what I mean? So it's a th like I said. I, I would have ah, to Chris, come on, baby, come on, that drive, <laughs> see, like, because it, it's it's not that simple. It's not as simple as saying. No, I would have just did this. I mean, anybody could say I would have did it this way. I mean, you can, I mean, you can, I mean, you can see somebody trip on a, on a branch walking down the street. He said, well, that was me. Now. I was going on the other side. All right. Okay. So, okay. All right. All right. All right. All right. So another thing I want to get into, running the football in the NFL. Do you think running the ball is overrated? Running the football in the NFL can never be overrated. Never. Okay. <laughs> so. What I want to say to you, I'm not going to say it's overrated, but I don't think it means as much as mm. people make it out to be. I feel like you, most of the time, look at the past couple Super Bowls outside of Peyton Manning in the 2015 because their defense was really, really good. Every single Super Bowl winner over the last whatever amount of years have been because they've had a great quarterback. You look, at, you can look at Patrick Mahomes. You can look at all these teams that, I mean, even uh, Pittsburgh Steelers, they can't run the ball to save their life right now. And they're still, what, 12-3 and three right now? Uh, Kansas City Chiefs will come out and just throw the ball 20 times to have, like, two rushes attempts, but they still score. I mean, I'm looking at the top runners in the league, Dalvin Cook, Derrick Henry. Um, I'm trying to think who else had 1,000 yards. Like David Montgomery just passed 1,000 yards. There's a lot of these guys, but are we really counting on these guys to win Super Bowls? Dalvin Cook's not even going to make the playoffs. Well... Um, you 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 say that a lot of you know teams with quarterbacks um, win these games. I think you know out of a very very few instances, every team that has won a Super Bowl has had a you know more than a better than decent quarterback. Some have had yes. great quarterbacks. Elite some have quarterback. had very good quarterbacks. Some have had decent quarterbacks. And when I say decent, I, I, I'll I'll throw Brad Johnson in that mix. So <clears throat> I know what you're yeah. talking about. So when you say the running game is overrated, fam, I think um, 
the Kansas City Chiefs may be a, a bit of an anomaly. You know what I mean? Right, right. Because they're not getting, they're not getting, you know, um, you know, they're not moving the ball down the field in bits and pieces. They tearing your ass up. Pardon my French. They tearing you up. Yeah. Um, yeah. and yeah, again, yeah. they, you know, when you say run to set up the pass, I think the Chiefs may pass to set up the run. And 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 That's I think sure. that again, when you talk about the Chiefs, again at the end of the day, I look back at those two home playoff games they had, fam, and it didn't start off too well for them. And if they didn't have those type of offenses, right. they wouldn't have won that first playoff game. Or I think it was what is it? What was it? Um, um, was it Houston? Yeah, it was Houston. Yeah, you know Houston, what I mean? Yeah. So I think that when you talk about teams that have great quarterbacks and teams that have fair quarterback play, I think those teams also have at least fair to decent running attacks. Okay, you look at you, mm-hmm. you look at a, 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 a um, you know um, a team like Tennessee. Let's say Tennessee for instance. They rely on the run, mm-hmm. um, but Ryan Tannehill is a quarterback who is not going to shy away from letting that thing go. You know what I mean? Um, right. And he has the receivers to do that. But when you look at Tennessee, you don't prepare for Ryan Tannehill to sling the ball all over the field. You look for them to, 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 to run Derrick Henry down your throat. But yeah. when you go on the road, like they went to when they went to Green Bay, Snow what notwithstanding, okay, they didn't really do so well. So um, for me, I think when you talk about running games, you have to have a running game. I mean, you know, you talk about the Dalvin Cooks, the James Robinsons, the Jacksonville, um, even though they're not really, you know, even a team we're talking about, but still, you know, the, the, the kid has over a 1,000 yards. Um, you talk about Aaron Jones, yeah, you talk about, you know, like you said, David Montgomery just went over the 1,000-yard mark. I mean, again, at the end of the day, you have to have at least some semblance of a running game. We don't talk about Josh Allen without talking about Devin Singletary. You know what I'm saying? Um, I mean, you know, even, you know, the Tom Brady's of the world, when, when my Buccaneers, you know, I'm like, well, damn, you know, we, we got Leonard Fournette. We got Ronald Jones III. You know what I mean? We got Keyshawn Vaughn back there. We got a running game. You know, we utilize that a little bit more. Um, then, you know, you won't have to put as much pressure on the receivers because we know you're going to throw the ball, Chris. You know Tampa Bay gonna throw the ball, but at least can I fool you a little bit? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I will say early early on in the year, you guys were yeah, running run a lot. Like you guys were running Ronald Jones like a, a lot earlier, and I'm thinking, at, like, at, all these weapons like as we should, should have because we needed we needed to we needed to see really if Ronald Jones could really be that guy because I then you know uh, at, coming out of USC, I thought Ronald Jones was gonna be the truth. He really didn't get any touches his rookie year. The second year got a little bit better. You know what I mean? So I said, okay, he's one of those dudes where you got to let him, let him, you know, feel his way through this league a little bit. And I think now once he, you know, his third year in the league, okay, he should now have his legs up under him, ready to go. We got a veteran quarterback coming in, a quarterback who's not going to take no no nonsense. Let's get it. Okay. Right. Then they turn around and get Ronald Fournette, I mean, Leonard Fournette. So now, you know, you really got to step your game up. So I think, like you said, yeah, man, we were yeah. utilizing the run a lot. Um, I think that, um, you know, right now, um, as a Buccaneers fan, I'm going to tell you like this, Chris, man, I'm still really not, you know, um, impressed with, you know, with what I've seen so far in, in, in totality this season. I mean, the Detroit game notwithstanding, we played, you know, almost our best game of the season against the Detroit Lions. I wanted to see that best game of the season, yeah. you know, against New Orleans. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, yo, you, there's two games to mm-hmm. me that stood out for them. 
So the game when you got the street Green Bay, I remember thinking, you know what? This might be the best team in the NFC because I'm looking – I'm not even talking about the offense at this point. I'm looking across the field. I'm like, okay, I got Carlton Davis. Mm-hmm. I got Levante David. Devin White might be the best player mm-hmm. that nobody talks about. And I don't know if it, if it's because linebackers aren't as flashy as they used to be or, like, we don't – like, in this, this is a fancy football era, so we don't really talk about individual defensive players. But Devin White is a stud. I'm telling you right now, that guy, every time I watch him, like, when, I think he got to Atlanta mm-hmm. two weeks ago. And he he had one sack where he like came on the loop or something, and the either the lineman or the run I can't remember exactly. Somebody came out to block him, and the move that he made, I was just like, wow, what in the? I swear I rewinded that play like five times. I, I watched it so many times, and I'm looking mm-hmm. at Jamel Dean and all these guys, and I'm just like, this defense is so good. And then you guys played the uh, New Orleans at home that Sunday night game, and I'm thinking, okay. Y'all lost to New Orleans week one. They're going to come out and yeah. uh, they're going to get their revenge. Yeah, it was, it was, it was from, from the, the door, man. So, like, what in the world happened? Like, and, and, and please don't even talk about Kansas City. That's that's that, that's what I'm talking about. Like, when, when we have our games, when yeah. we, you know, we play like we're supposed to play, we're a pretty good football team. But then, you know, we come out against the Kansas City Chiefs and, you know, let Tyreek Hill go for 238 in the first quarter. Like, that's, that's, that's not going to get it. You know what I mean? And, and our secondary. Is, and I think, you know, the, the thing about Tampa Bay, where we have improved that and made us a better team outside of the Tom Brady influence, is that yeah. we don't have, you know, dumb penalties. We had a game this season with zero penalties. I was proud of my team. Okay. We That's had a good. game yeah, this year with zero penalties. I'm proud of my team. And our secondary. We can get, you know, the, the worst game in the season my secondary had was against Kansas City. I stood up for my secondary. I said, we're getting better, but we got burnt toast. Like, what is we doing out here? Yeah, facts. I do have yeah. one thing to say about mm-hmm. that, and I'm going to get to that next. I'm going to definitely get to that. But going back to the running thing, I just remember, and I'm sure there was more instances of this, but maybe I missed the stats because sometimes I watch the games without looking at the stats, and I just look at the flow of it. So there was a game when Baltimore played Pittsburgh in Baltimore, and I believe Baltimore had like over 200 and they had well over 200 yards rushing, and they still lost the game. So that's the reason I'm saying sometimes you can run the ball all you want, but eventually you have to pass the ball to score. Like, you can run it to control the clock, but eventually you have to get those big yards, and those plays have to come in these big chunks. And I'm looking at the top teams in, in rushing the ball. I'm looking at Baltimore, Tennessee, Arizona, Cleveland, New England, Minnesota. I don't think any of those teams have a chance to win the Super Bowl. So that's all I'm saying. I mean, you can run the ball all you want, but I just think you should – be way more. We have to stop acting like you have to run the ball in order to win the championship. I mean, you can run it to set up the pass, but pe- people act like we need 150 to 170 yards rushing nah. the game. I mean, you really only need about I don't know, like give me like 80 to 110 or whatever. If, I'm if, good with if that. you could stay, see, see, now we're getting you know into situational situations. Like you could have it could be first and ten. <clears throat> And you could run for seven yards, right? Then it's second and three. Then you get a 10-yard penalty. Then that backs you up. So, you know what I mean? So, it's it's dealing with, you know, again, like you said, the game where you had 200 yards rushing and you lost. Like, how did that 200 yards come about? You know what I mean? But I get what you're saying, though, because absolutely, you got to have, you know, some some kind of a, a threat of a running game. You know what I mean? If you right, got a right. passing, like like you said, all of those, those those teams that are you know leading the league in rushing, uh, none of those teams are gonna 
you know, half of them teams probably won't even make the playoffs. You know what I mean? But, you know, yeah. you have to have some set, a semblance of a running game. I think the running game got Tennessee to the AFC Championship last year. I, I, yeah, I, they did. Uh, also, San, yeah. San Francisco. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, most of it was crazy. You know what I mean? So, yeah. I, I, I mean, again, I, I get what you're saying, you know, but I think the focus is if you have a running game, you know, teams have to prepare for yeah. it. But if you also have – what if you have a quarterback that's also mobile? Like your your, your Mahomes or Russell Wilson or maybe even a Tannehill, as opposed to playing a guy like a Brady, who's kind of you know what I mean is not going to you know be as mobile as these other quarterbacks. Does that kind of like does that you know ease the ease the uh, ease the work of a defensive coordinator that I don't have him to worry about as well? I mean, in some situations, but I think Tom Brady. I don't know. I feel like those like now. I feel like. Most of the quarterbacks nowadays are mobile, so it's it's getting really hard. Like I feel like every week, no matter what team you're rooting for, you're playing against some somebody that can run. Whether it's a Josh Allen or it's um, I mean Ben Roethlisberger used to be mobile back in the mm-hmm. day, not as much anymore. But I mean, even like a guy like Daniel Jones, mm-hmm. mobile, there's a lot of guys that are like mobile now that you right. don't expect to be mobile. So it's mm-hmm. it's a little tougher now. But I, I mean, like I said, like you said, you do have to have some kind of running game, but. When it comes down to it, at the end of the yeah, day, yeah. it's a passing pass and sells passing sells the tickets. Absolutely, exactly, exactly. So, um, but I do want to get to the cornerbacks though about the, the secondary and set. So, do you think that we as fans put too much pressure and emphasis, or not emphasis? I would just say too much pressure on on cornerbacks. Corner, um, yes. cornerback. We, I think, you know, especially like in the NFL. Mm-hmm. We made corner a glamour position. Um, right. I mean, you know, going back to you know even before Dion and 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 you know you had Lester Hayes, the Oakland Raiders. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, you know. I mean, you know. I come on now. You know, you had Everson Walls, the Dallas Cowboy. I mean, so I think you know when you talk about corners, you have to have a guy that's gonna be able to you know you know um you know, uh, be able to stick and hold down your number one receiver. You know what I mean? And I mean, a lot, there's a lot of corners that, you know, we could talk about and and have, you know, conversations about that have had effect on the game. So corners are very important. I mean, you go back to, you know, I I go back. So I'll talk about like a Dal Green, you know what I mean? Um, You know, as opposed to a guy like a, a Josh Norman. Josh Norman is the funniest dude I've ever seen in my life. Josh Norman <laughs> couldn't cover a book. You know what I mean? I think Josh Norman yeah. was one of those dudes. I mean, he took, you know, he got his money and 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 he, you know, was supposed to be one of those guys or whatever. This is back in the Carolina days, I believe. And then all of a sudden, yeah, yeah. you know, a corner, you play who whatever side that number one receiver is on, you play that side mm-hmm. of the field. I've never ever yeah. heard of anybody talking about I only play one side of the field. What the hell is that? <laughs> you use both interests to go yes. to the bank to cash a check, I bet you. You know what I'm saying? Right, so, right. like, I mean, Josh Norman started to turn it around, but I, I bet you, Chris, you can name a lot of, you know, corners who, you know, can have an effect in the game. I think you guys just got one in the offseason, Darius Slay. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's actually mm-hmm. what made me think of this because. I see a lot of people 
Darius Slay has been really good. He's mm. probably been the best corner that we've had there since okay, probably okay, Asante okay. Samuel, probably. And this is right. going back to like 2010. This is the 2011, the last year we had him. So, so he's had two bad games. We had to play against um mm-hmm. uh, Green Bay, uh, Devontae Adams, and we had to play right. against DK Metcalf. He had two game, bad games against those guys. But all Eagles fans remembers is he had two bad games. They don't remember the first 11, 12 games that mm-hmm. he actually played really well. And I feel like a lot of teams or a lot of fans, if you don't completely shut down, if you give up any catch at all, oh, he sucks. But I'm like, okay, I feel like to me, first of all, the rules are way too hard now. The rules are set up for the offense right. to win every right. single play. You right. can't do anything right. in defense. So I, if I was coming in the league right now, I wouldn't want to be on <laughs> yeah. defense. Like, I don't need right, right, right. If I'm a first of all, if I'm a, if I'm a defensive end, I can't even I can barely touch the quarterback. If I'm a linebacker, I can barely touch the quarterback. I can't and check the tight ends. If I'm a cornerback, I can't. I can't touch, I, I can't touch the right. receiver. If I'm a safety, That's I can't right. hit nobody. So it's right. like, what's the point? So I just feel like people put way too much on it. And going back mm-hmm. to Carlton Davis, everyone was roasting him on Twitter when he gave up all them yards to Tyreek Hill. But I'm like, you giving up? You you want me to go one on one with the fastest guy in the league? With no help, what do you Can expect? You tackle to him at least. Can you stop him from turning a ten yard out into a ninety yard touchdown? I mean, come on, son. I get it. And it's gonna be hard. To, you can't stop him from but catching the ball. But I mean, that's America. You can. You can. Look, the, the, the touchdown that the touchdowns and the catches oh, that he gave man. up in the game was where Tyreek Hill ran past him. It wasn't like he was one on one and he had to tackle him open field. He was just My he was God. just faster. That, and you know, we, and you know what we call that on, you know like what we call that. You know what we call that. You know what we call get the butter knife and scrape that burn off that toast. Get the butter knife, scrape that burn <laughs> off that toast because you <laughs> toasted my guy. But that's when the coaches have to rec- that's when the coaches have to recognize and give this guy help. I cannot keep up help. with the fastest guy in the world. This dude is called. Uh, only way you could give, only way you could have gave him some help that day, is take him off the field. That's the only way you could have gave him some help. <laughs> with Charlie Murphy, uh, say, with Charlie Murphy, still, say, we already gave him. He's stuff. still your best. He's still your best corner, though. So. <laughs> I feel you, man. But what I was going to uh-huh. say was, what well, cornerbacks, as long as my number one guy. You know, you want to give up those slant routes. Right, right, you right. You can't right. take away every single thing, you know? Right. Especially if they're a good rock runner. If you keep those slant routes and those passes to about 9, 10, 11 yards, but what pisses me off is you're giving a 40, 50, 60 yard play. That's what right. I'm like going crazy. So, so I get it. But, you know, I'm looking at like guys like Xavier and Howard. Look at, look at, even no, Jalen no, Johnson no, from the not, Bears. Not to cut your wisdom, but you know who I think about when you talk about type of situations like that? Patrick Peterson. Man, listen. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like Patrick. Patrick I'm like yeah. yo. I'm looking at Patrick Peterson. I'm like, but every good play Patrick Peterson makes is a play where he got burnt. <laughs> you yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah, he was good like, back in the day. Right, right. And, so and then, then, then you know, you talk about like you know recent times. Talk about guys like maybe you know Champ Bailey. You know what I mean? Guys like yeah, that. Those, those 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 guys that are cover corners. You know what I'm saying? And I think that you right. need those guys because again, you don't want you know. The receivers to have ten catches for you know two hundred and fifty yards. If they get ten catches exactly. for seventy or eighty yards, maybe if they even get ten catches for ninety yards, okay, all right, mm-hmm. it happens. But and, if, you know, if, if, if you get that's, three, that's if you get fourteen, fifteen targets, the guy has twelve catches and you got no interceptions, then you know we need to have a couple of interceptions in there somewhere because they're going at you. 
You know what I'm saying? So I mean, you know, corner cornerback play. You know, you you have to have those corners who know what they're doing. And again, like you said, the rules change. So again, they you know their hands are tied. They're basically covering receivers with one hand tied behind their back. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. I mean, and there's so much yeah. that the offense get away with with you yep. know the pick plays and everything. Where mm-hmm. I was watching the Broncos game earlier, and I saw Mike Williams like he didn't really set a pick, but he kind of you know ran into the other player and. You know, they make it look like it's not a pick, but you know what they're trying to do, and they're not calling that pass interference. I see, I see wide receivers, and when they do these screen passes, they're not supposed right. to block until they catch the ball. They give them an extra, you know, second or two to start blocking before they don't. They get away with a like offense get away with a lot these days. So like, I, I just I just would not want to play cornerback in this era. I just like you you couldn't pay me. I mean, but again, we you know we talked about it. We you touched on it in, you know earlier in the show, man. You know, offense sells the tickets, man. It brings the eyeballs to the TV sets. Yeah. So the game is going to be, yeah. um, you know, uh, geared towards you know skewed towards the offense, but it's up to the defense to to show up. You know what I mean? Okay, because again, at the end of the day, if that was the case, you know, we would have you know um, a bunch of fifty-five to fifty games. You know. But some 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 defenses yeah. are, are are better than others, you know what I mean? And and yeah. I think that that you know is um something in the game that we just have to deal with. Yeah, for sure, man. I can definitely see that because and defenses are not as not as consistent as good offenses are. Like a, a team can have a really good defense one year. And then the next year, they just they're just not as good. And a defense can only be as good as an offense makes them look. I mean, the Bears early in the year, when they had Nick Foles in and they weren't doing anything offensively, their defense was keeping them in the games. But eventually, they're going to wear down right. because the offense is not moving right. the ball. So it's, mm-hmm. so it's just really tough, man. But um, mm-hmm. so I want to move on to the Chiefs. So a lot of people have been, I want to say panicking, but people have been wondering, like, oh my God, the Chiefs have only won. Uh, one possession games. They've only won this game by five points. They only won this game by three points. Like, I think they can be beaten. I don't really agree with that. I think winning close games actually shows that you're a much better team. I mean, anybody can go out there and blow teams out, but I think in order to win in this league, you have to win these close games. So, do you think that the Chiefs can be beaten in the playoffs? Um, anybody can be beaten. Anybody can do, be beaten in the playoffs. Um, <clears throat> yeah. I think that yeah. Because we saw that last year twice. The Chiefs can be beaten in the playoffs. I mean, you know, Houston game, they were down. Tennessee, they were down. Super Bowl, they were down. So, right, right, right. But, again, at the end end of the day, a play here, a play there. If Garoppolo would have hit – who was that? If Garoppolo was was that – who was that that he hit? That he overthrew on the wide open. He had wide open just before the first half was over. Um, If he would have hit on that. You know, we might be talking about a different situation. Yeah. So, again, at the end of the day, um, yeah, the Chiefs can be beat. But will they be beat? That, that, that's, the, that's, the, that's the problem. No. But here, you're going to hold up now. I'm, I'm not going to jump out the window, Chris. I'm not going to jump out the window. Look at the AFC, right? You look at – you look at I'm – not, I'm not really going to talk about Buffalo because I, I, that's another story. Um, you got Baltimore, right? They're all shaky ground right now. They don't know what they don't know what they're dealing with right now. Baltimore, okay. Then you got. They actually been playing well. I, I think that the, the, the Ravens still have something to prove to me. 
You know, yeah, I mean, because last year, de- last, this, this year is definitely a step backwards from last year. Definitely, absolutely, no question about it. Um, yeah, I sure. think, you know, as far as with Kansas City, I think they're the class of the AFC. But I think that you know, um, this 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 playoff season is going to show, you know, um, you know, the the medal, the championship medal of the Chiefs, because Tennessee Tennessee learned from last year. They learned from last year. Okay. Um, I think that, you know, when you talk about the NFC, you talk about teams like my Buccaneers. I'm, I'm, I'm still kind of waiting for to see uh, more consistency out of them. Um, you know, um, yeah, you talk about a team like the Green Bay Packers. Everybody's high on the Packers. They were 13 and three last year and they got blown out by San Francisco. And it was at the NFC championship game. Yeah. So, I mean, what, yeah. what, what, what are we doing? Um, then you have the NFC West. You got, you know, you got Seattle. You don't sleep on them. You know what I mean? Um, you know, and, and yeah. at, what are we doing with Arizona? Okay, what are we doing with New Orleans? They got to win. They, they yeah, get, I mean, what are we doing with New, the New Orleans Saints? You know, we yeah. got to worry about them. So, I mean, when you talk about the, um, you know, the Chiefs, I think they're the number one. They're the number everybody's number one pick. But um, I don't know, man. Betting the mortgage on them. You know, I would like to see, I would like to see, even though it's not going to happen, I would like to see what Kansas City would do if they had to go to Buffalo for a playoff game. But we're not going to see that. Right, right. I, I was going to say, so, yeah, I agree. I don't think there's really a team that could beat them. I mean, to me, I just don't see it. Mm-hmm. I mean, we can fast forward a month from now and say, like, wow. We can have the same conversation and say, "Why did not block blank team to beat them?" True, like this happened, this happened, this happened. But the only team probably is Buffalo because I think they're they have the offense to actually keep up with them. I don't. I mean, think off the top of my head, I don't think another offense could keep up with the Kansas City Chiefs like they could. I mean, Pittsburgh they do a lot of those quick passes, and it's just only going to work for so long. I looked at the stats today. Ben Roethlisberger leads the league in passing attempts but he's 13th in yards, and he's like 31st in yards per attempt. So that shows you he, he just throwing a bunch of screen passes and, and, and slant routes. And, 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 and his receivers ain't catching the ball. So many receivers. <laughs> right. right. They, they have so many receivers right. who have right. like 50 catches because right. but no one right. has really a lot right. of yards. Right. 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 Absolutely. Absolutely. Yards, so. and they, yes, sir. And Absolutely they can't really right. run the ball at all. Yeah, so, man. You know. So, I mean, and, when you talk about um, a team like, you know, Pittsburgh or whatever – I think that, you know, the early talk was their schedule was light. They didn't play anybody. And yeah, right. I think that, um, you know, with the fact that they wasn't so-called not playing anybody, they still were 11 to know. You know what I mean? And yeah. um, people, I, 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 I was one of those that um, picked the Washington football team to beat Pittsburgh on that Monday night. Because I like the, I like the Washington football yeah, team defense is crazy. So I think that yeah, as I long know, as man. you can, you know, you could slow Pittsburgh down. Their running attack was, you know, uh, null and void. Um, again, you know, uh, um, everybody, yeah. they, everybody in the, uh, on the team was dropping passes. They weren't, you know, they had injuries. So now it's looking bad for them. Um, I think, like you said, Baltimore, like since you know they they they've got their uh, act together, hopefully. You know, we'll see what happens, man. But um, Kansas City, man, that they have that buy, let's hope that it serves them well. Because remember, teams with those buys, right. man, 
you know, it, it gets kind of spooky for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, true. I will say, though, I love the new format of seven teams and only one team getting a bye because I think there's a lot of years where the top two teams were that. I feel like that second team doesn't really deserve a bye. I don't think they're as good as that first team. So I really like the the vying for that one seed. I feel like now the one seed is like really, okay, we need to get to that top seed, not just, oh, let's get to the top two. I feel like now it's, it's more emphasis on okay. being the number one seed. So let I me, really let like that. Let me play devil's teams. advocate. Are you really excited, more excited about having that one team with the bye or the extra team in the playoffs? I'm definitely more excited <laughs> about the extra team in the playoffs. But I – Right, 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 right. I'm just messing with you, my dude. I know. Honestly, I'm just with you. I, yeah. I, <laughs> I will say, though, so if it were up to me, I'm not even going to lie. I would just do what the NBA and the NHL does. I would just do eight teams in it, and nobody would get a buy. So, actually, no, I wouldn't even do that. I would just keep six teams, and then nobody would get a buy. So, the one would just play the six, and the two would play the five, and, you know, three and the four. So, that's why. So, I let me ask you that's this. So, you, know, you know that the season is going to be 17 games. Next year, right? So, yeah, here's the thing for me. Like, that means they're going to push the Super Bowl to the middle of February. I remember when the Super Bowl was the beginning of January. (laughs) They pushed the Super Bowl. It will be now, like, maybe, you know, spring training. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. My, um, I remember because my birthday is January 27th. And it used to be like right around. So, like, if my birthday was on like a Monday, right. like the Super Bowl would be right. January 26th, yeah. it'd be like January 28th or something. So, but then, yeah, 9 11 happened and they got pushed back. So, I, I mean, like you know, when you talk so. about what the NFL going to do as far as playoff wise, you know, and, and again, I wouldn't be surprised if they went eventually went to some format like hockey or whatever they just said, you know, here's eight teams right here. Half, everybody, everybody gets a playoff spot. You right. get a spot. You get a spot. You get a spot. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, again, because again, we're gonna have a a, 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 a nine a, a nine loss team host the playoff game. Yeah, that, that kind of sucks. I, I'm I'm glad my team didn't win. I will say though, I didn't really so I didn't really want to win the division this year. I didn't really care. I just wanted to be Dallas, and that's why this loss yeah. this last week really got yeah. to me because I just wanted to beat the Cowboys. If we would have beat the Cowboys and lost to Washington next week, then whatever. I, I didn't care. And to me, as long as Dallas doesn't win the division, I don't care who wins. I don't care if the Giants or Washington. I'd rather Washington win, and I really hope Alex Smith comes back because I really was rooting for him. And I want to just say this. If Alex Smith played the last two games, Washington would have wrapped up the division already. It will be over already. But it just really sucks because Dwayne has to. Yeah, I, I want to talk about that. And, and, and to add on to good. what you were saying, I think Washington yeah. has the, the the best team in the division. They have the best team in the division. When I yeah, say for sure. you know what I, I mean? I thought we had the best team in the division. Like, for the longest time, I, I mean, we were the best one. I, 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 I'm, just, I'm still imagining, you know, as far as you know, with your Eagle fans, man, you know, what that team would have looked like if, you know, your Chip Kelly wouldn't have got rid of all those guys. You crazy. I think y'all would I think y'all had a Super Bowl already. That team y'all had was a that team y'all had was a beast. Ooh, Sean McCoy, Deshaun Jackson. Yeah, I mean on paper for fancy. But then you let but then you let Vince like, Young and them talk about I mean, you got a they, dream team and they messed it up. <laughs> <laughs> so this so this is the reason 
why people overhype these players uh-huh. or why I, I think people overhype them. So we drafted LaShawn McCoy in 09. We drafted Mecklen in 09. We drafted Deshaun Jackson in 08. So from 09 till 2013, all those players were together with Michael Vick. And everyone says, oh, we, we, we should have got a ring if, if Chip Kelly didn't get rid of those guys. Well, they were together for four or five years before that. Why didn't they get a ring? It was their time. And you got Carson Wentz, yeah, and you still ain't getting no ring. So, you got to get a ring with Nick Foles. <laughs> no, Carson Wentz did. What work did Carson Wentz do in the playoffs? So what? The, that don't, that, talking, that, that, no, come on, Chris. Come on, bro. Come on, bro. Come on, bro. That matters a damn. If you, if you listen, listen. I'm, I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna say this. You could go fourteen and two in the regular season. Get hurt. Mm-hmm. Let the backup take you to the Super Bowl. That backup learned all six, 17 weeks, played behind you, waited, got his chance, and kept the line moving, Chris. Did nothing mm-hmm. stop, and you won the Super Bowl without your starting quarterback. Ah, why? That's ask not true. Jeff, ask Jeff Hostetler. Okay. Why? You know ask what? Foles. You fucking ask Foles. I'm going to run you through this. I'm going to run you through this whole entire season, okay? So, what a good backup quarterback. When we talk about a good Somebody backup quarterback, can, what does that mean? Who can keep the offense moving? Step in the shoes of the starter who and keep can, the moving. you know, have a game here. Yes, sir. Yeah, so mm-hmm. a guy that can come in for like two or three games and mm-hmm. maybe win you two of those three games. Sure. Carson okay. Wentz had 13 really good games. Nick Foles had right. two, uh, three good games, really. Because he came in, his first start was against the Giants. That's all that's he good. threw four touchdown that's passes. Great. Cool. His next start, mm-hmm. his next start was against the Raiders. Mm-hmm. The Raiders game. Mm-hmm. This was on Christmas night, 2017. Mm-hmm. I remember he had a terrible game. They right. won it because right. we were playing the Raiders, and the Raiders were terrible too. But Nick Foles did not play well. Nick Foles comes out in Week 17. We already have the number one seed right up, so it doesn't even matter. He comes out, and we're like, okay, we're going to play Nick Foles for a quarter or two. We're going to try mm-hmm. to get you know something mm-hmm. going so we can go to the playoffs with some momentum. Nick Foles has a terrible half against mm-hmm. uh, the the Dallas Cowboys. Fans are asking for Nick Sudfeld to be put in for the playoffs, but people don't remember that. People don't remember that Nick Foles had two bad games going into the playoffs. Now we're mm-hmm. going to the Atlanta game. We're going to the divisional round. Nick Foles had a pretty pedestrian game again. I mean, he had uh, he didn't throw a touchdown pass. We had one touchdown in that entire game. We won that game, I think, 15 mm-hmm. to 10 or 15 to 13 or something like that. But he did not have a good game. So we going on three straight games where Nick Foles played either average or below average. Nick Foles has had two really good games at the best times. So it's not like Nick Foles came in and then had five straight games where he was as good as Carson Wentz. He had two games at the end that were really good, and they were just at the best times possible. When you have a really good championship game and a good Super Bowl, Everyone forgets about the bad, the bad week seventeen game, the bad divisional game, and the bad week sixteen. Game. You said all That's that all to I'm say. Saying. I'm gonna say this to, to that. Who was the Super Bowl MVP? Oh, 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 I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, yes, no, because he had a game <laughs> the Super Bowl. Yeah. No, 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 no. <laughs> no. Like Who's the Super Bowl? Who? Who? I'm gonna ask you again, real slow. Who is the Super Bowl MVP? Thank you. Who Nick won the Super Bowl? Who's got a statue outside of Lincoln Financial Field? Who, who's got a statue outside of Lincoln Financial Field? <laughs> <laughs> okay, Nick Foles. 
So I'm saying this to you, my guy, and I and so I'm so having a good time tonight, man. I appreciate you again. Listen, I'm saying to you, my dude, that at the end of the day, Carson Wentz is a great dude, man. Great regular season quarterback. Da 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 da. Nobody cares about what he did in the regular season. All they care about if Nick Foles had two. You know, regular season games where he played decent, then he had pedestrian playoff game and this and that and the third. All they worrying about, cousin, is the W. Mm-hmm. They got the all those pedestrian Atlanta game and those games that he had leading up to that got him a statue outside of Lincoln Financial Field. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, I can dig it, yeah. but I'm just saying. But Nick Carson was hurt, hurt my guy. Yeah, that's, that I, game that whole year. If so. he went to hurt, we'd be talking about something else. Yeah, yeah, we would have won. Absolutely, I believe that. I believe that wholeheartedly. If Carson, if if Carson Wentz was a her, you might have two. To keep it in this perspective, because I mean, your your teams weren't bad, and you come on now, come on now. I, 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 and and again, I, I, you know, and I say that to say this, man. I think that you know that's what disappoints me about cats like Carson Wentz, man. Cause you know what I mean, they, you know. But a, again, it's, you know, you feel bad for them. You know, they can't help. You know, some, sometimes circumstances. You know, they get hurt, things of that nature. But that's what people remember. You know what I mean? So you know, people don't remember really. You know, Phil Sims got hurt. Jeff Hostetler came in there and won the Super Bowl. They beat Buffalo. You know what I'm saying? So I, I, I mean, you no, know, it is what it is, man. Every you know circumstance and situation is different. But yo, um, I got a slide, man. I appreciate you. Um, for letting me rock with you, man. I had a, a great time on your show, man. Um, I definitely want to come back on, and we could definitely get it popping. You know, once the playoffs commence and all that stuff. Uh, I wanted to get your thoughts, man, um, on Dwayne Haskins, real quick before I go. <clears throat> I think Dwayne Haskins is just not ready to be an NFL quarterback. I think some of these players don't realize mm-hmm. what it takes to be in the league. But when it's come to being a quarterback, you have mm-hmm. to you're like you're the face of that franchise. So I just don't think they realize and he's just not one of those guys. Right. Like, right, Chris, right, also, it's right. just a lot of guys that really just they they don't understand like what it takes to be a leader. It's like that seat on your chest is not just they a logo. It, it's like right? you have right. to be that character. Right. Like you have to um some yeah, people are trying to compare him you know? his situation to and, like uh, and, you know, maybe a Jamarcus Russell or Oh God, Jamarcus Russell was probably honestly. I say it's like no all jokes aside. Jamarcus Russell, <laughs> like, like honestly, like, like Jamar actually is too. Yeah, 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 Russell, yeah, 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 Remember yeah, that Browns bad, quarterback? Bad. Yeah, yeah, Jamarcus Russell, man. He just, yeah. um, you know, he was just a dude who just, you know, just really wasn't. He just got caught up. He got caught up in in, in the other stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. You know, I wouldn't say, you know what? You know who else I thought just thought about right now? Ryan Leaf. Yeah, I mean, we can, you know, we can sit here and come up with more as we think about it. But once again, man, I appreciate you, man, for letting me come on your show, right. man. Um, I, 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 I definitely had fun. Cool. Uh, we could definitely talk about this all day, all night. You know what I mean? Um, you can get at me, man. I'm on Twitter at RMDES. Um, I do a podcast after further review 2.0, aka the sideline pass. It's Wednesday nights, 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It's a call-in show. 
Um, and check me out, man. And we got the Facebook page, man. Um, we talk our sports. And um, just rock with me, man. And we do a podcast on the weekends, man. Um, no knockoffs radio, man. Friday, Saturdays, and Sundays, um, hip hop, um, battle rap, um, real hip hop. Not that, not that stuff that you, the, the, the cats that be lip syncing and all that. Real hip hop, man. So get at us, man. We on YouTube, no knockoffs radio. Yeah. Check us out. And uh, that's basically it, man. I appreciate you once again, man. Salute. And make sure you cool. check out this, you know, your show is dope, man. Right. Again, appreciate it. Oh, thank you, man. Appreciate it. I'll definitely look up your Facebook page. All right. I'll, I'll, I'll go look at that right. Up right now. So. No doubt. Appreciate you. All right, cool. Peace. Thanks, bro. Uh, have a good night, man. See you later.